Welcome to Moments of Joy. My name is Camille Joy and I am your host for the Moments of Joy podcast. If this is your first time visiting us, welcome, welcome, welcome. I encourage you to go back and listen to all the previous episodes so that you can get a gist and a feel um, for what we are about here at Moments of Joy. If this is not your first time and you're a regular listener, Hey guys, what's up? What's up? What's up? Thank you so much for deciding to come back and listen again and be encouraged. My goal is to encourage, uplift, and motivate people who are trying to regroup and rebuild life after traumatic or maybe dramatic situations. After listening to this podcast, you will be encouraged to focus on the joy. I was a young mom who found myself raising four young men by myself at the age of 21. I found myself looking around as to wonder, what's next? God, I pulled you pulled me out of this horrible pit of a relationship. Now what do I do? 12 years later, I stand before you as an example. And with God, all things are possible. From a lump of clay to a masterpiece, God is molding me and he's molding you too. I've had to overcome many obstacles and knock down many barriers in my life in order to become who I am today. Strengthened, educated, and anointed to help pull you through your hard time and encourage you to see the end of your storm and not focus on the eye of it. So that is what Moments of Joy is all about. It's about helping you to pull through your hard time. You know, many years... I've had to go through crying and tears and fighting and, you know, arguing and fussing. But I stand before you today whole and healed and, you know, hoping that by the words of my testimony that somebody out there can pull strength and encouragement out of it. That, wow, our God is able to do anything. If he can move mountains in her life, then I know that he's able to do the same in mine. So last week... We talked a little bit about launching. That was episode four. And I was coming out and I was encouraging everyone to launch as I launched. I launched this very podcast in which you're listening. And I encourage my listeners to launch as well. So this week, I just want to piggyback off of that message. And this week's title is called, What's Standing in Your Way? So we want to identify this week, what's stopping us? A lot of times we don't realize that the very thing that stands in our way is ourself. What is standing in the way of you achieving that thing that you want to do? Sometimes it's us. So we want to talk about that today and we want to confront ourselves with that question. Even if it's not yourself, after this episode, my hope is that you're able to identify what it is and move it out of the way so that you can launch forward and you can move forward in your purpose and your destiny and your visions and in your dreams. Um, I want to go back to, I remember being 16 years old. Um, I became a mom when I was 16 years old. 
uh, shared before in one of our previous episodes. And of course, being 16 years old and having a baby, you don't really know what's going to happen in your life. But I was focused. Going into my senior year, I was focused. I wanted to go to college. I knew that. And at the time, I wanted to be a nurse. So I went into school, and I was blessed to be able to bring my son with me so I didn't have to worry about daycare. There was a program in my high school that allowed us to be able to bring our children to school with us and you know they would go into a child care classroom and we would get credits for taking care of our own children so it was a blessing just one class one period but it was that was a blessing but during this last senior year in high school I was on the best buddies committee best buddies program and that's a program that um allows you to be able to be in the lives of children who have different kinds of mental illnesses. So they might have Down syndrome. They might have, you know, any kind of special needs in um, high school. And what we did was we became their best buddies. So shout out to the Best Buddies program. Um, They're all over in different high schools. But, you know, you would take them to their prom. You would eat lunch with them. You would say hi to them in the the hallways. But I became became a part of that program in high school um, my senior year. I was also a peer leader. um, And that was a program that put you in leadership amongst your peers in high school. So the freshmen and the sophomore children, if they had issues, you would go in and be a mediator. You would be the one to lead them in different classrooms. Every Friday we would have a session where we'd talk about drugs, staying away from drugs, or we would talk about different things that they would be dealing with as freshmen that we had already been through because we are seniors. So I was a part of the peer leadership program. I had a part-time job. I was working at Stop and Shop. And when I was pregnant with my son, it was the year 2001. And so when I had him, it was August 21st, 2001. And so shortly after that, I remember... Um, he was about two or three weeks old and sitting on my bed in the room. And I remember watching TV and there on the television screen was the Twin Towers being attacked. And so that was very impactful to the world, if you can remember where you were during that time. But when I went back to school after having him, I formed this peer prayer every morning me and my my peers, whoever wanted to take part, would pray at the flagpole. So that was something that I established and I said to my classmates, hey guys, you want to meet at the flagpole in the morning? Let's pray. And I can't even remember what kind of prayer I said then, but just covering our school and our country and and with pride. And, you know, the enemy identified that. And he knew that I was a threat at 17 years old, that I was a threat. And you know what? Through my own insecurities and through my, you know, materialistic ways, the enemy found a doorway to come in and gain entryway to my life. Um, and he, and I chased the look of materialism so much that 
that's what he used. So when I met this guy that swept me off my feet, it was through that. It was through that candy apple red Range Rover that I saw. It was through the gold that was being presented to me as gifts. That I was dripping in gold rings and diamonds on every finger. Um, and, and, and I took that as in exchange for all the hell that eventually came. <laughs> but and that was a clear example of, you know what? Me standing in my own way, even though I was young, you know, um, I allowed those insecurities and those things to become a gateway to let the enemy in. Sometimes we also allow lies that people have told us about ourselves that we still be playing our heads and in our hearts or the current situations around us to limit us. Um, I shared plenty of times that, yes, I was a single mom of four kids and I lived in the housing projects. I could have allowed that to limit me. I could have stayed there making minimum wage, making $13 an hour or less, but I kept pushing past, pushing the limits. I get here, okay, where else can I go? How can I continue to climb? Everyone, let's just say, is not called to be an entrepreneur. You know, it's so many things out here and social media glamorizes entrepreneurism so much, but everybody is not called to that and it's okay. But what are you called to do? I want to use my sister as an example. She's a first grade teacher and she loves teaching children. She loves those babies so much. All throughout the whole school year, all we hear, you know, when I call her on the phone is some story about some kid in her classroom, like they are her children. Last year, I knew her, some of the kids by name because she talks about them um, so much and not in a negative way. She loves those babies. So that is what she is called to do. And she's not trying to fit into what, what I'm doing over here. She's not trying to push her way to start a podcast or she's not trying to be who I am. She's working and being who she's called to be. So don't feel like you have to conform to someone else's pattern or someone else's anointing. Do what God has called you to do. And write down what God has given you to to be. You know, write the vision and make it plain. You know, she is out there working and being a teacher and being who God created her to be. I was recently listening to a snippet of a sermon this week, and it was so befitting of this this topic that we're talking about. And it was about David. Um, he was getting ready to fight this great big giant named Goliath, and everyone was kind of, you know, worried about him because he had no armor. So after he was granted permission there, King Saul said, all right, I'm going to let you go out there, David. He, King Saul tried to put on his armor, tried to put it on David, you know, for his own protection, but it didn't fit him. The armor didn't fit David. It was too big. It wasn't his size. It wasn't for him. It wasn't created for him. So David said, nah, nah, I don't need all of that. That's not what I need. I'm just going to take this here, this rock and this slingshot, and I'm going to go out here and I'm going to slay him in the name of Jesus, right? In the name of my king. So that is what he did in his own anointing. He did that being himself and what God gave him to do. We don't have to do anything in our own confidence. Sometimes it's hard for us to believe in ourselves 
But you know what? You don't have to have confidence, great confidence in you all the time. Have all the confidence in your father. Have all the confidence in God. That if God gave you this idea, that if God told you this is the path you are to go on, that you put all of your trust in him. Even leaning not on your own understanding, but you put all of your trust in him. Allow nothing to stand in your way and you go. I was told plenty of times as a single mom with four children that no man would want me with four children. But that didn't stop me from praying for one. I desired to be married. So I wrote, I got a list. I wrote in my journal of what I wanted God to give me for a husband. And everything that I wrote, I had to be about 23 or 24 years old. Everything that I wrote came to pass. I even wrote that I would be married before I was 30 years old. And you know what? I got married May um, before I turned 30. I was 29 years old. So everything he granted. You get your pen, you get your paper, and you write down what you would like God to do for you. And you pray and you bring it before him. My husband could have cared less that I have four children. He found value in me. He saw me and he said, that is my wife. I desire her. So nothing can stand in the way. And don't allow what has clouded your mind and people polluting you and um, taking advantage of you to pollute what God has for you in the future. Don't cancel out what God wants to do in your life because of your own self-esteem and because of what you've allowed your heart to settle on. Begin to allow those things to break off that have no place in your life. Have you ever just daydreamed before and just sat down, closed your eyes, and really just thought about what you would love to see your life look like? I want to challenge you to just close your eyes, get a pen, and get a paper, and go before God. And tell him what you want from your father. Tell him what you need from your father. Even in the darkest time in your life, even in the most stressful time in your life, God wants to hear from you. He wants to hear and he wants you to hear from him. He wants to hear what you desire, what is on your heart. And he wants for you to hear what he desires for you. The great things that he has for you. Get that pen, get that paper and write down and speak to your father and allow him to speak back to you. I remember being in the most darkest time in my life. If you can imagine yourself being in a dark room and still, and still I remember praying and I remember crying out to God. I shared on one of my previous episodes that I found myself entering into a custody battle in which I lost custody of three of my children to my kid's father. And during that time, it was the most darkest time in my life. It was the most depressing time in my life. I mean dark. But I still allowed myself to talk to my father. I still talked to him about what I wanted. I still took my head up to the Lord and my thoughts. And I planned and I dreamed. And I heard what he had for me to do. 
even in the darkest time of your life, God has plans for you. He said he knows the plans that he has for us. We are his children. So don't allow anything to stand in the way of what God has for you. Let's knock down every barrier. Let's knock down every giant that has stood in your way. Let's knock it down and let's do what God called us to do. So I want you to take a moment and just close your eyes and imagine where you would love to see yourself two or three years from now. Imagine where you would love to see yourself. It looks great, doesn't it? Now, what's standing in your way of achieving that? Is it you? Why haven't you started working towards those goals? Or have you started, but you just can't seem to finish? You just can't seem to finish and push out that vision. Today, we're going to make this the start, guys. We're going to make this the start of the day that we go towards that vision and we're gonna finish it. Like I shared before, one of my friends told me that I have a gift of executing. And I never looked at that in my life. I was like, wow, I guess I do. You know, I'll say something like, hey, I'm getting ready to start a podcast. I think I'm gonna start a podcast and I will push that thing out. So my hope today is that I can help you to push your baby out. At least give you a little bit of pointers in how to make it a little bit easier on yourself. So pointer number one, and you guys can take notes on this or, you know, come back to it later, is, you know, the Bible is very clear about this direction and it is about writing the vision and making it plain. I don't care how small the sentence is and and what you write. I remember when God told me to start a step team. I had a step team for children um, ages 7 to 17. It was a Christian step team called the Vision Community Steppers. And when I first got the idea, all I wrote was, I think that God wants me to start a step team. And that was it. And over the months and the weeks, God continued to expound on that, but I took the initial step and I just wrote it down. So that's point number one. Write the vision and make it plain. Have you done that? Okay, so we're gonna keep, keep this vision in our mind, keep this vision in our heart, get a journal, and we're going to continue to go to it when God expounds on your vision. So when he comes and gives you more ideas, you're not going to just keep it in your head and say, oh yeah, okay, I'll do that too. Nope, you're going to go back to your journal and you're going to continue to write and you're going to continue to put that thing together. Um, so the next step is to take the idea that you have and start to plan. So now we're going to move to the planning phase. What does it take to get where I am? Let's cancel out the feeling that you need someone to show you how to get there. Example for me is starting this podcast. I had to do a lot of legwork. I had to dig in. So that's what you're going to have to do. Uh, Do you want to become a teacher? So let's use that as an example. You're going to have to look up the laws in your state 
what certifications do teachers need in the state of New York, let's say? You need to Google. I had to find out what it would take to start a podcast. I Googled. Google is your best friend. Whatever you want to do, you don't have to lean on someone else to show you how to get there. Google can teach, show you everything. YouTube and Google. Even if you want to learn how to apply your makeup, YouTube and Google can become your best friend. So step number two is going to be I take that plan and put it to research, right? We're going to Google where we want to go. The third step is going to be getting things in order. Now we're going to see what it takes financially for us to get where we need to go. Identify the papers we may need to file, licenses we may need to get, classes we may need to take, loans we may need to apply for, um, accounts we may need to set up. This is what this is the stage of getting it in order. So you're not going to just stay at writing the vision. You're not going to just stay at the research. But this is where a lot of us have an issue with getting to the next step here. And that is actually taking the step. If you want to go back to school, here it is. Go register for the class. Take the next step. You want to uh, start a business? This is it. File the papers for your state, your local office, get your LLC, this is it. Make the next step. After you have put everything in order, you understand your vision, you have people to support you, you understand your vision, you've written it down, you've planned, you've researched this thing out, you know what it's gonna take from you financially, you know what you need, more than anyone can tell you. Now, the next step is to go. Start filing your papers, set it up, and rock. Go. Get everything in order and launch. I wanted to just encourage you and give you steps that are really practical. Our dreams are really achievable. Our dreams and our visions are not so grand that we can achieve them. Otherwise, God would never have given it to us if it wasn't well within our means and well within our reach to achieve. I myself have more goals in my career and in my personal life that I want to reach. And I'm in the planning phase as well. I'm in the Googling phase. What is it going to take for me to get to the next level now? I'm in the planning phase. And it's important to get Uh, from the planning stage to the doing stage. And I really hope that you guys are encouraged today not to allow yourself to stand in the way of what you want to achieve. Even in the hurting times, God still has a plan and he still has a vision for you to accomplish. I was in the most darkest time of my life when God gave me a vision to hold me over. When I went through that custody battle, he then turned around and in my darkest time told me to start this step team. 
this nonprofit organization. So in my loss, in my darkest time where I was so engulfed with pain, he gave me something to fill me up with so much joy. I have had hundreds of children to come through that program and for me to love on. When I was lost and when I was broken from not being able to love on my very own, he brought me children. And at one point, we had 75 registered children in our program. And that was during the time when I didn't have mine. And these were broken children. Some of them didn't come from whole homes. Some of them did, but some of them came from homes where mommy and daddy were in jail. Some of them came from homes that were broken and, you know, um, They needed love, and I had all that love stored up, waiting to be poured out. God's plan is so perfect. We just have to be obedient, even when we don't see how. Just allow him to show us. Let's knock off the haters who have been whispering in our ears all this time, all of our lives, who have helped us to block what God has for us. We're going to knock them off. We're going to allow the shackles and the weights to fall off of us because who the sun sets free is free indeed. We are free and we're not going to allow ourselves to be stuck in the past. We're moving forward with the things that God has for us to do. Somebody is waiting on you to open up your mouth. Somebody's waiting on you. There is somebody that needs to hear your story Don't you let shame shut you up from talking about what you have been through. It tried with me, guys. It tried to get me. And if it did, I wouldn't be here today even speaking about most intimate things that I have been through. It's very hard. But I'm here and I'm standing and I'm being obedient. And that is what I encourage you to do. I hope that today you were encouraged. You were strengthened. And now you guys are truly ready to launch forward. That you are truly ready to write the vision, make it plain, get to work, and let's go. This is a new season, and change is very, very uncomfortable. You know, this is a new thing. You don't know it. When you're used to doing something over and over again, you know that thing like the back of your hand. And when you step over into doing something new, it's uncomfortable. And many people, you know, uncomfortable on different levels, but change is not comfortable, and that's okay. We want to be changed. We want to walk in the new, and I hope that I'll be seeing some of you guys launching out on my Instagram or my Facebook. You can hashtag I'm launching, hashtag moments of joy when you guys launch out and do your your visions and get your degrees and buy your homes and um, start your new accounts and whatever God has for you to do. I'm here to be your cheerleader just as you have been for me. Thank you for listening to Moments of Joy. And um, if you guys have any prayer requests, if you are a mom or if you are anybody that needs encouragement or support, you can go on to my website, www.camille-joy.com or you can follow me on Instagram at Mrs. Camille Joy and you guys stay connected. Thank you, thank you, thank you again for coming on and 
experiencing moments of joy. I hope that you were encouraged to launch today in a real way. And I will see you guys next week. Don't forget, we launch a new episode every Wednesday. And you can listen on Apple Podcasts, Google Play Music, or Podbean. See you guys next week.